insights i have some uh, insights and they're they're cosmic um what a, <laughs> what a strange way to begin this so listen I, I this is what i had i started thinking about this and this kind of helped me not kind of but let's be more exact this helped me this week uh, a couple of these things so have you ever but it's funny sometimes we can get to where do you remember when you first started you know this manifesting thing and it seemed like, wow, the universe is showing up and, you know, it's so crazy and everything mm-hmm. seems so magical. Have you ever done that and hit like a wall? Like, whoa. Last what weekend, yes. <laughs> and sometimes it seems like what's happening with manifesting? And there are certain times where it's just stuff happens. There are other times when we can actually do things that block us from manifesting what we want. Mm-hmm. So what I'd like to talk about is uh, when manifesting isn't working, what's blocking our blessings? What's blocking our manifestation? What What are some things that we do to to cut those out? Because it's like, I, I feel like, well, we live in a great world and the universe has so many great things for us. And it seems like, oh, I'm going. And But what do you do when it seems like, man, I'm trying everything. I mean, I'm getting up. I'm saying my affirmations. And I'm, I'm painting these mental pictures in my mind, man. And I'm doing, I'm meditating, I'm praying, I'm doing all these sort of things and it's not working. This stuff is BS, man. You know, it's not working. And I found out that just like I can do some great things, I don't like to talk in the negative, but I think that this is important now because there's certain things we can all do that block the, the, the flow of the energy of the universe to us. So mm-hmm. I want to talk about just five things that if you're doing right now, may be blocking your manifestation. The first is regret. Um, there is something about regret. You ever, and I started thinking about this, that when I start thinking, I can start, you know, be on the course of the universe and thinking about even things I could have manifested. And I'm like, oh, if I had only blah, 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 my if I had is will kill me. You know, it's like, if I had only done that, if I had only done that. And the reason regret is so bad is because what regret does it takes me out of this present moment, puts me in the past, and then limits what the universe can do because now that moment is past. Mm-hmm. What regret does, if I say, oh, I hate, I'm regretting this, it takes me out of harmony because it regret says that the universe can't use this present moment because I've already wasted it. I've had, uh, I was talking to a friend recently who had just completely messed up on something. And he, you know, he was like, oh, you know, I just like, I don't even want to, you know, pray, you know, he, every, whatever, you know, higher power or, you know, you believe in or don't is just cool. But, you know, for this guy, he was specifically saying, you know what I did? I messed up and I don't think God even wants to even deal with me anymore. And I, I was telling him, you think, you know, that, you know, your higher power or your, your, you know, whatever being you pray to, it's like, oh, you done messed up. I've never seen anybody mess up like this before. <laughs> you know, you just, I'm done with you. 
and it doesn't work like that, but I think we think it does. And when we regret, sometimes I can spend, I can waste pressure. Energy is a real thing. Mm -hmm. And when I regret, I started thinking about like, it just puts me, it puts one in a negative spot. And if I'm in the energy of regret, I'm in the energy of negativity. If I'm in the energy of regret, I'm in the energy of that I've wasted things and I literally limit what this universe can do. So that's something I need to stay out of. And I, listen, I know things happen, but when I take away my regret, what happens is instead of regretting things, I can realize that those things, see this, it, when I stop regretting, I realize that even the, the mistakes that I've made in the past, that the universe can use those mistakes to lead me to a better place. Totally. And if I, if I can, if I don't let go of my regret, then those, those ble those things in the past that hurt me, uh, will continue to hurt me or they'll continue to be roadblocks rather than, than blessings. So regret is something that we must let go of if we are to, uh, to manifest. So just think about that. Next time you start thinking about, oh, I shouldn't have done this. I shouldn't have broken up with this or I shouldn't have, you know, just catch yourself because that might be blocking. Uh, your your meditation or my, blocking your uh, manifestation. The next one is resentment. Ooh, I feel they got <laughs> quiet right there. So resentment. This is big because resentment. Uh, there's a that that word even in itself. Re means again. Uh, sent. You ever heard of sentient beings? Beings that feel. Mm -hmm. Resent means really to feel again. So resentment, what resentment is, is I, I hold on to a grudge or something that a person, place, or thing has made me upset and given me a feeling inside. And this feeling I hold on to, right, for, for negativity. Now, this is the thing that happens. Some people I'm resentful at or pissed off at, I might think in my mind they deserve for me to be pissed off. And they do not deserve my forgiveness because they blah, 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 blah. They did that. But I heard a wise person uh, say that holding a resentment is like taking poison and expecting the other person to die. Because there's something about resentment that when it gets into me, resentment, they, they talk about renting a space, letting someone rent a space in your head rent-free mm -hmm. or stay in your head rent-free. If I resent a person... They're busy handling their life, doing their business, blah, 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 blah. And I'm allowing this resentment, not that person, but I'm allowing this resentment, this negative feeling to stay inside me and block me off from all the wonderful things I could have. Now, we talked before a couple of weeks ago about the 90-second rule. Uh, there's a good guy I love listening to named Dr. Joe Dispenza. He talks about how, on average, when we feel an emotion, the chemicals in our body feel that emotion for about 90 seconds. Mm -hmm. And he says that he tells his kid that if you're feeling anything for over 90 seconds, especially two minutes, you're faking it. If you're, if you're mad for any longer than that, you're faking it. But this is what happens. Resentment is so powerful because what happens, it takes a negative emotion and stirs it up to where I want to hold on to it. There is a, a story about uh, how uh, in, uh, in some places they used to catch monkeys. And the, you know how they would catch monkeys? I love monkeys. Right? You don't want to catch monkeys to hurt them? <laughs> but the way they would catch monkeys is the, the monkeys love peanuts. So they would uh, put uh, these little peanuts 
in this little uh, log. And what happens is the monkey would stick their hand in, you know, just like flat in to get the peanuts. And they would grab the peanuts. And then the monkey would pull their hand back. But since their hand was in the fist grabbing the peanuts, they couldn't pull their hand out of this, you know, out of this <laughs> log. And the monkey, if all he would have to do to be free is let go and pull his hand out the same way he put it in. But the monkey will not. And they found this out. The monkey just holds on to these peanuts with his fist. And by making a fist, he can't pull his hand out of the hole. And that's the same thing that resentment does to us. That we have this feeling if we were just to let go of some of the hurt and some of the anger. And it's not easy. But the thing is that, that it, it's that that traps us. Now, there's a practical thing that I've learned to do with resentment. First of all, before I talk about getting rid of resentment, let's, you know, kind of talk about why. Because when I'm angry at somebody, and we, we, I guess we already talked about that, you know, if I'm angry at somebody, you're pissed off, like it only hurts me. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't, it's really not about whether they deserve my forgiveness. It, really is about what vibration do I want to be on? Do I want to be on the vibration of being pissed? And it's funny, I like this one because this week I started thinking about some family stuff. And I kind of got resentful a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad I was studying this this week because it showed me, you know what? The person I want to be, when, when you think about these things that block blessings, think about, do I want to be a person who's regretful? Do I want to be a person who's resentful? Now, there's a, a, a tool that, that, uh, that I was taught about being resentful. And if, you know, it pad and a paper we talk about, but this, this, you know, putting, you know, kind of these thoughts to, to pen and paper. So this thing is, uh, there's a resentment list that, uh, that I've heard, uh, some people talk about. And what you do to help yourself with resentment, there are four columns. And in the first column, uh, the person, place, or thing that you're resentful at. So I'm resentful at blah, blah, blah. The second column is the cause. I'm resentful at blah, blah, blah because they blah, blah, blah. Third column is what does it affect? Does it affect my uh, personal relations with them? Does it re re uh, affect my money? Does it affect my ambitions? What what's the, what does it affect? Does it affect my romance, my sexual life? Like so, I have my I'm uh, the person I'm you know resentful at. Why I'm resentful? What in my life this disrupts? But guess what the fourth column is? The fourth column is what's my part. Ooh, Ouch. I'm stopping this podcast right now. But <laughs> Cut. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what did he say? He didn't say that. <laughs> um, but the fourth column is what's my part. Or this can either be what's my part in the action that started it, or if it's something that I didn't have a, a, a part in the, the action itself. But I'm perpetuating it. Yes, what's my part either in the action or in this resentment. Mm -hmm. And this is why it's important. <laughs> this is why it's important to have uh, that, that realize what my part is. Because even if it's 99% somebody else's fault, and I have that 1% that I, I did this. I said this one thing that I shouldn't have said. I like, oh, I started the ball rolling with this thing. I added to it when I did that. This is what happens when I look at the resentments in my life and I see that I have a part in some of these. It doesn't mean, oh, I'm bad, I'm bad, I'm bad. What it means is it's good news because if I have zero part in any resentment that I have, then hell, life is just happening to me right. and I can't do a damn thing about it. 
But if I have a part in that, that fourth column, you know, that, that I'm talking about here, that what happens is it's like a math equation. We talked about math. If you one plus one equals two, if you change any number in that, well, I'll say one plus two equals three. If you change any number in that, probably both of those in that <laughs> equation, <laughs> I'm not good at math. Leave me alone. If you change any number in that equation, the other numbers have to change as well. Yes. So what happens is if I, in that fourth column, if I change one of those things, which is my behavior, then possibly things in the universe universe will change. So I hope that's a practical thing we can um, uh, use. I okay. I I'm starting to let go of my own resentments for for things that I've you know maybe had some part in mm-hmm. at one point or another. Um, I know I'm in a different place now, mm-hmm. and I know that whoever else is involved is also in a different place now. And I, I do, I, I'm not going to fix it right off the bat. And I know that it's not going to be anything that can be done quickly. Mm-hmm. However, I'm beginning to adjust myself. Like even something as simple as like adding that person on Facebook again. Mm-hmm. They don't have to respond. They don't have to, you know, add you back. If you message, great. Uh, however, you know, trying not to get back to that negative space if you do get into contact with, with the people involved or, or what have you, but really try to understand where they're coming from and understand what part you might have taken place in that. Mm-hmm. And I, I know when we were at... at the, the club last night, I was messaging somebody and, and we had kind of gotten to like a, a pretty heated <laughs> discussion in the middle of this drag show. I felt bad, but I was like, I'm like, I, I wanted to take care of this right now. Mm-hmm. And so I stepped outside and, and I started messaging this person and, and I'm glad that we did because we actually like kind of hit off a little better than it was before. And it turns out that I really, I, I happen to have had gotten sidelined into it i didn't really have any part of it but mm-hmm. my name was dropped oh and yeah. so i was like well, i had no idea <laughs> you know mm-hmm. and so it you know understanding that and understanding like what actually transpired in that person's head and and making the necessary adjustments in order to get to a better positive place with that person is alleviating that resentment that you had before yeah and I think part of it is even in certain instances we can, you know, get back in contact with people and that sort of thing. There are some instances where the, the idea or the best, you know, way to go about it might be not to talk to the person. Sometimes it is to get back in touch. Sometimes it's not. But the idea here is whether we get back in touch with them or not, that the feeling that we have, that, that reset, mm-hmm. re-feel, that feeling that thing again, that we get to a place in this, that when we see our part, we're less of a victim. And in that instance, we decide that, you know, our body doesn't feel it. We don't have that gut we're negative, horrible. To be a victim yeah. We don't have that reaction in our body. So I think that I'll tell you this, just, you know, for resentments, if you want to do it, is get a piece of paper, all your resentments, if you want to do, believe me, this helps. If you look at this, that, you know, write down the person, I'm resentful at so-and-so because they so-and-so. It affects my money or this or that or my security. And my part is, and try your best to find a part in the resentment or in the action itself. Mm-hmm. And uh, when you look at the fourth column, 
that shows you about behaviors and things that we can adjust and change. So that, that's awesome. Totally. I got a couple more. I know I'm going long today. But uh, the third one, so we have uh, regret. Don't want to regret. Don't want to stay in resentment. Rehearsing negativity. I caught myself doing this this week. You know what I mean by rehearsing ne- negativity? We talked a couple of weeks ago about, you know, putting positive, awesome images in your head where you want to be. Because the reason we do that is we, we train our brains to do things because thoughts become things, mm-hmm. right? What I think about, somehow I think about something, I think about it, I think about it, my brain starts acting that, my genes get a hold of that, and all of a sudden my whole body, my subconscious mind starts taking little actions that head me towards that thing that I envisioned in my mind. So sometimes what happens, we can rehearse negativity. What do I mean by that? I mean by, oh, this is going to be the worst thing in the world. Oh, today is just going to be, oh God, today is going to be brutal, blah, blah, blah. And I go through my mind of how bad today is going to be. Oh crap, they're going to break up with me. I know they're going to break up. And I go through my life thinking about how horrible it's going to be because they're going to do this. They're going to and what happens is that I used to, I used to know there's a, used to be a guy named Al Science who's died now, but Al used to always talk about, you know, why do people play scary movies in their head? And we do that sometimes. We like freak each other out or freak ourselves out. Oh yeah. And what I happened, was doing that yesterday, actually. <laughs> it happened. Ooh. And th- this is what happens when we rehearse negativity. We think about the worst possible situation. We hold that in our brain. We're rehearsing these things in a game. As if it's fact, you know. Exactly. And this is the thing that the subconscious mind, I might say this every week, the subconscious mind, uh, is, it, it is so literal. And the subconscious mind does not distinguish between, uh, a reality that's actually happening and a reality that I have just imagined with my thought alone. Mm-hmm. So if what happens is I can book, this is, the cold piece of work here. The reason you don't want to rehearse negativity in your mind is in the rehearsing negativity is like, oh, they're gonna say this, and I'm gonna say that, and then this some bitch gonna say this, and I'm gonna say some bitch. <laughs> you know, you ever like you work yourself up when you get mad at somebody? Yeah. But this is what happens that when I rehearse or things bad happening to me, and I rehearse, oh, this is gonna happen and it's gonna hurt so bad. I my subconscious mind gets a hold of that, so now I'm traumatized by a past that has not even happened yet. Exactly. That is some scary stuff, and this is what happens. And the reason that becomes so addictive, and I'm talking about this, is because when that happens, we get a rush. Have you ever done that before? Been talking rush, about yeah, how I've, ma- I've done I've done rush poppers. Yes, <laughs> you've done rush. <laughs> have you ever? Yes. yes uh, never mind. <laughs> Continue. That's not this part. No. But and then what happens is though there is a rush of chemicals. When I, I don't know why I'm, I'm grabbing my chest when I say, <laughs> I'm grabbing my titties. <clears throat> um, but there's a rush of chemicals that goes through in my body and I get a rush of chemicals when I imagine this, when I get this deep feeling. And what happens is not only am I uh, traumatized by a past that doesn't happen, hasn't happened, but now I'm rehearsing negativity in my life. And now I'm addicted to a feeling and addicted to a life that I don't even like. Mm-hmm. That's some cold shit, man. Yeah, so when I rehearse negativity, I need to replace that by rehearsing. What do I want to happen? What do I want? What type of life do I want? So that's what I need to have in my mind. I don't want to rehearse. Oh, I don't have any money. I don't have any money. I don't have any money because I, you know, I won't have any money. So and moving on, we don't want, want to stay out of regret, want to stay out of resentment. We don't want to rehearse negativity. But the next thing we do that blocks blessings, repeating unhealthy behaviors. Oh, yeah. No, 
all about that one. There's certain things where I'm like, you know, I know this is not the best for, and you know, listen, I'm not talking about, I'm not the arbiter of anybody's life. I'm not, I ain't your mom, right? It's not that I'm telling you what to do, but I think all of us have behaved. There's some behaviors that are totally good mm -hmm. for most of my friends, and that's cool. And there's certain stuff that either me as a person or where I am at a certain time, it's like, I can't do that, man. Because not that even that it's unhealthy, but maybe it's unhealthy for me. Right. There's certain stuff I got to stay. There's certain normal stuff I got to stay away from right now because it's unhealthy for me. But what happens is that a lot of times there are behaviors that I know this is going to be negative for me, but I want that rush, that same rush about, you know, that we get from uh, rehearsing negativity. I want some rush because I want to feel different. And people, you know, talk about that whole, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, rejecting different results. I don't know if that's the definition of insanity, but I know that's a type of insanity mm -hmm. is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. And sometimes when we do that enough, we do something over and over again, knowing that it's going to hurt us, knowing it's going to screw us over. But we've done it so many times that we feel like we have no other option. So I think there are little windows of time that we have where we can, oh, am I going to do this unhealthy thing? Am I going to do this? I, this week, I told myself, okay, I'm going to eat better. You know, me and my, and I said, uh, you know what? I'm just going to get a scoop, one scoop of peanut butter. It was late at night. It was like past my time I should be eating. And I took that scoop and I didn't expect it to be so damn good, right? <laughs> so I'm, like, I'm just gonna have one more scoop. And before I would, I live alone, so I can do this. I would not do this with any nobody shares my <laughs> peanut butter. Um, but anyway, and I was, mm, and I was like, like a crazy person. And the first scoop, I knew from the first scoop, like, hey, maybe this is past the time you said you're gonna eat. Maybe you shouldn't. And I'm just going crazy. At, I'm stabbing the thing. But anyhow, there. <laughs> what you stabbing the peanut butter? <laughs> I don't because it was sometimes you got to stab something just to get a little respect, man. You know, <laughs> but I don't know what I mean. Your negative behaviors might not be about peanut butter. They might be about you know too I, much soda. It, you know, I'll, I mean, I'll, I'll share like a. Uh, and I'll, I'll hurry up and do this one because I know I'm definitely going long today. But this, uh, I, I remember I was in a. It wasn't even a relationship, but. I was, uh, there was someone I was seeing. And then I got to the feeling, you know, this years ago that he wasn't into me anymore. And what I started doing, I started looking around. I would look around. This is, this is embarrassing to say, but I'll just say it. Looking around, you know, you know, on, on social media. Then I would look around his house, like for little clues, has he been cheating on me and doing these things? And what happened was I was engaging in this negative behavior and it just sent out a weird vibe of, of me and I this is took chipped away at all my confidence mm -hmm. because I'm be in these behaviors it's like there's no positivity that could come from them. anyhow I'm going along on that so uh things to stay away from the block our blessings regret resentment rehearsing negativity repeating unhealthy behaviors but the last one and I think this is super important I'll end it and wrap it up here is requesting from a place of neediness and lack this is what I'm saying. I think a lot of when it comes to praying, I remember we were hanging out one of the first, and I talk about this a lot, one of the first times, oh, you were a teenager then. <laughs> and we drove by a church, right? Yeah. And uh, there, do you remember what the sign on the church said? Oh, prayer changes things. And what did you say? I said, prayer doesn't change things. What did I say? Getting up off your ass and doing oh, something yeah. about it changes things. <laughs> I mean, you said that. But this is the thing. A lot of things, times I think people 
when pray, they pray like this. Oh, God, please, please give me, give me, give me, give me. Oh, universe, please, please give me, give me, give me. Oh, I need some money. I don't have any money. Please, please, please give me, give me. And what happens is that we, I think even as a society, have been taught to pray to God, to the universe, to whatever, to a higher power, to the great source, to pray from a place of lack as though I'm in this situation of need and lack. And if you would just please, if I beg enough, that this thing will give it to me. Yeah. And what happens is that when I request from a place of lack, guess what the, the main, the, the main entree, we talked about main entrees yesterday. Guess what the main dish is? It's lack. Yeah. And there's something about the universe where needy is creepy. That the more, you ever notice that? The more you need somebody, the more this, it's just, it, something happens like that now you're not attracted to them anymore. The more you need that thing, the more it eludes you. And what happens is that when we don't get what we want, we get what we are. Yeah. That's why I always tell myself every day, you know, it, it's one of the, one of those things that, uh, Jake Ducey, Joe Dispenza, all these guys I listen to say, does your bank account control your thinking or does your thinking control your bank account? That I have to start to learn how to request when I want something from the universe, it has to be from gratitude. I'm so happy and grateful that I have whatever it is, this thing that I might not have yet. Oh, power running all through these hands. Power, that's just who I am. Power, oh, power. I don't want to be the kind of guy, oh no, that blames another man for not living life. How many good old days gotta pass you by? How many hours before you realize you got power? 